two years, 50 episodes. Thank you so much for being one of our longtime listeners. If you want to take a more active role in supporting the show, you can always, of course, write in. We love to get fan mail from you. We love to answer your questions. Or you can head over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash shades and sketch. You can support the show for as little as $1, and we're giving you all kinds of goodies, exclusive content, exclusive episodes, episode art. It's all there for you. On to this week's episode. Oh, hello. I'm Sketch. And I'm Shades. And this is Geeking, Geeking Out with Shades and Sketch. Happy Halloween, long-time Ooh-key. listeners. Did we scare you? Shades, this is our third Ooh, Halloween episode. It is. I awesome? know. It's amazing. Uh, so, guys, every time you join us, you join us in a different corner of the Geeking Out multiverse. And around Halloween, it's always in a in a uh, super spooky. spooky area of the Geeking Out multiverse. Uh, if you've been following along at home, we have uh, we've done zombies and we've, we've done, done ghosts. ghosts. And uh, this. This year for Halloween, where are we, Shades? Well, Sketch, we have bent time, space, reality, Ooh. and dimension <gasps> to the neither world. Not as spooky as I thought it was going no, to be. Yeah, it's a little, it's a more. A lot of waiting. Very uh, bureaucratic here. Yeah. 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 Just, uh, Just uh, been in this waiting room. Feels like an eternity. What number do you have? I have uh, seven. Seven. Yeah, what are you? Uh, we should be well, like one right after each other. Are we, uh, you eight? Do, do you want trade? Why? What are you? Uh, eight million seven hundred and fifty. Now I'm going to keep mine. Are you sure? Yeah. What's that over there? Uh, I think it's Elvis. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> well, uh, long time listeners. I'm the ghost with the most, babe. If we are in the neither world. Yeah, waiting our turn. With the ghost with the most. Your case manager. Uh, Juno. Juno. Good people. We what must lady. be talking about... Beetlejuice. Don't say it again. Well, it's just so. It's just a. Does that count as one or two? That counts as one. Okay. I think each. Yeah, each person needs to say like. We couldn't just say it back and forth. We have to be very careful this episode. Yeah. Not to say it three times in a row without the other person. Correct. Yeah. So if we are talking about Uh, Beetlejuice. Uh, that must mean. Oh wait, no. Yeah. Do we have a theme song? I think we do. Okay. Do we? Have... Deo. He said, Deo. Daylight come and you wanna go home. Spooky. Yeah, that that's is. what that is. That's spooky. So, guys, um, if we are talking Beetlejuice, then we're gonna spoil spoilers for Beetlejuice. the for Beetlejuice for the careers of Tim Burton, Winona Ryder, uh, Alec Baldwin, Gene Davis, Catherine O'Hara. I we'll get to our own histories in a, in just a second. Yeah, I forgot how many people were in this. That like what a cast! What a cast! Oh my goodness! Yeah, like what a cast! Honest to goodness, um. Also might spoil the animated show. The animated, yes. Um, Possibly some video games. Possibly some video games. Maybe a Broadway musical. Yeah, and Life After Death. Yes. Um, but is it, it's not much of a life. Oh, yeah. Really. But it's not really death. No, it's, it's really death like either. Neither. It's like neither. Yeah. It's a neither world. It's, oh, it's like a neither world. Yeah. 
I like See it. See what they did there? I do. Trademark, copyright. Yeah. Yeah. What a spooky, self-contained movie. It, wow. I love it. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah. So much fun. So, um... Let's just let's just launch right into Beetlejuice. Sure. Uh, what do you want to start with? Let's start with our our personal, our personal histories, histories of Beetlejuice. You know, I uh, yeah, it's an interesting one. Sketch, why don't you start? Okay, first tell me this answer. Sure. What year did this come out? Nineteen eighty-eight. Eighty-eight. So I did not see this in theater. I also did not see it in theater. Um, don't think I saw this as a child. It wasn't I, probably my first memory. Of Beetlejuice is like middle school. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think I had ever seen the whole thing all at once until not last night when I watched it. My notes started off with, I don't think I ever saw the beginning of I this movie. I had never seen the beginning yeah. of the movie, yeah. Sketch. I had said that when I was watching yeah. it with Elise. Um, so I don't think I had ever seen the Maitlands die. My first clear memory of like the first scene yeah. is is the, um, the new family moving, moving in. Moving in. I wonder if that's the TV edit. Because oh, I've only ever seen it on TV. I've only ever seen it on TV, too. Oh, wow. Huh. Well, but now we've both watched the Long-time real- listeners, oh. write in yeah. if you have definitive answers for this. Was the TV edit started with the new family moving in? That's interesting. Yeah. That's, we didn't talk about this We didn't beforehand. talk about this beforehand. Yeah, but so, yeah. So, probably, like, in middle school, so the first time I saw it on TV... It was a tr- it was a trip oh, for sure. Wow. Um, but I probably only you know bumped into it every once in a while. What my big Beetlejuice history is with the animated the animated show. show? I watched yeah. that like crazy. Was that Fox Kids? It started on ABC and then the last season was on Fox. Okay. Okay. And th- then it ran in um, syndication on Nickelodeon of all things. I I definitely have stronger memories of that show. Um, however, like if, if you were to ask me now, like what, what I remember about it, very little. It was, well, I, my big memory with the animated series was there was, it was very much Rick and Morty. Oh, sure. With like Beetlejuice being the, I gotta be careful. I did it again. Yeah, yeah, oh, okay. Be so, with, with, so careful. With B being, yeah. uh, kind of like the, the Mr. guy. J? Yeah. <laughs> um, the kind of kooky. Yeah. Sidekick, but also mentor to Lydia. Yeah, yeah, in the like, the, like the guide through, the guide through the the, the underworld the, or the yeah. netherworld or whatever you want to call it, and much more of a um, buddy comedy, buddy comedy. Yeah. So that like I forgot about that How, when I watched the movie. Yeah, that it's not really yeah, not a buddy comedy um, at all. There's not a lot of um, consent oh. between the two wow. characters. Um, there's barely a relationship between the two characters. Zero, as a matter of fact. Um, and then most recently, this past summer, did I ever tell you the story? No, no. I, have no, idea, story? I have no idea what you're about to say. Okay. So, uh, this past summer I was in one of my favorite States, probably my favorite state, Vermont. You know, I'm a big yes. fan of Vermont. And, uh, it was, oh, always, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So okay. I was with a you friend of mine this. and, uh, he really wanted to visit the town where Beetlejuice was filmed Yeah, because even though it's, it's in set in Connecticut, Connecticut. Uh, East Corinth, Vermont yes. is where it was filmed. And uh, so we looked it up and we went there and it was it was quite the journey because uh, it's got to be in the middle of nowhere. It's kind of in the middle of nowhere. And GPS coverage is spotty up there. Yeah. And like we were in this like big SUV thing and it had us take this <laughs> turn. And it was like a dirt road like you'd expect in Vermont. Sure. There's tons of them. 
And it just kept getting smaller and smaller and smaller. And it, eventually it turned into no shit, just like an ATV trail. That's when we had to turn around because it was not going. We were not going any further down that road. The whole town was sucked down into the neither world? I think it was. Oh, my goodness. Well, we got back on track once we got back into service range. And we did make it to the town. And it's practically unchanged. Looks exactly like the movie. Yes. Now, when we were in the town, nothing was looking familiar to me. And it makes sense now because I don't think I ever saw the beginning of the movie. movie, Yeah. Um, But... So a couple changes. The the house is is not real. Right. The house was uh, just Construct, a facade yeah, that they, yeah, that they, they built. constructed for it. Um I don't know if the covered bridge was real or if it was constructed I'm gonna go for with, the movie. I'm going to go with no because well, they, they destroyed, they destroyed at least a version, a version of, it. of it, yeah. Um and whatever bridge was there during the time of shooting isn't there anymore. There's a new bridge cuz right. and Irene like gutted so many yeah. bridges in Vermont. Um but the hardware store is still there. Okay. It's run is down, it, is it but called the Maitland's? No. Okay. I don't even think it's, if I remember right, I don't even think it was a um, open store. Okay. Anyway. Oh, but sad. like the storefront was yep. still there. Um, the school that Lydia yep. comes out of is there. Um, the library, which you saw in a shot, yes. is there. They make a big deal of the roof. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so. I don't know why. I mean, it's pretty, it's like, it's it's way out there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you're not going to run into this town, but if you want to take the, the it's there the short trip to uh, to East Corinth. How Vermont. how short? Okay, As when the we, crow flies. When we left, we were like almost practically back on the highway. So it's because we were coming at it from Montpelier, and GPS just took us through back As roads. The crow flies for whatever yeah. reason that we got all discombobulated. If we had just stayed on 89, it had to have been 10 or 15 minutes off of I-89. That's so, amazing. So, um... You had an adventure. But we had an adventure. It was a good time. Yeah. And then... And then I had the experience of going, I don't... None of this looks familiar to me. Right. And then watching the movie and going, I don't ah. think I ever saw the beginning of this. These are all the exact same. Right. No wonder. Right. People go there to see this. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, uh... Just, if that ends your history <laughs> sketch. Yeah, and then I watched it. Yeah. <laughs> and I watched it Finally. like last week. Um, yeah, I I don't think I had ever seen the beginning of the movie. That is so I don't think I watched it all the way through, and I don't think I've ever seen it except for bits and pieces on like Comedy Central. Yeah. Or yeah, uh, that's sci-fi. Like definitely or where I saw it, like Comedy Central. Something like that. Late at night. Yeah. In like the late nineties or early two thousands. Yeah. Until I watched it last night. Mm-hmm. And um I'd I'd watched quite a bit of the animated series. Mm-hmm. Enjoyed that. Yeah, it was it was very well done. It as was I remember. quality. I I looked up. It the, ran for four seasons just to like refresh the my opening memory. Opening was like the 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 opening was high quality production. It really is. Like yeah, the animation on that is. It was it was, was well done. Solid, yeah. I mean, it's back in the day when it. it well, I'll tell you, it ran from um, eighty nine to ninety one. Okay, four seasons. And that's, you know, this is right around the time of uh, real Ghostbusters, mm-hmm. Ninja Turtles. Like, that's high-quality animation. Yeah. It was the new wave of animation after, like, the G.I. Joes yeah. and the My Little Ponies and Mr. Potato Head of the 80s. Like, they really upped the quality of animation as as more Japanese animation was making its way into mainstream America. Right. I also remember they had one of the first, um, like, computer-generated yes. creatures. Um, I mean, think about that. Yeah. That's like one of the first places we period saw end of story saw computer, computer animation yeah. was yep. the Beetlejuice animated television show. Yep, 
and it's uh, it's just wild. Yeah. And, and it's high quality. It's hard to find now. Yeah. I was, I only saw, able I was to watching find some clips on YouTube. Bits and pieces on yeah. YouTube, I was going to say. Yeah. Um, but yeah, other than that, uh, I've seen the Beetlejuice um, Spectacular at Universal Studios. That's oh, a good time. I didn't know that was the thing. Yeah, they do was like, that like a, a live show. It's a live show. Okay. He like plays guitar and oh. rocks out with the classic movie monsters. It's Is a good it time. Michael Keaton? Yeah. You know, <sighs> it was, you know, for a while there, his career was in a slump. Yeah. So he was um, doing, what yeah. was it called? The Beetlejuice? I think it's like the Beetlejuice something, you know, spectacular undead review or something like nice. I can't remember what it's called. Beetlejuice Into the Dark or whatever they call it. Sure. That yeah. Show. But it was like, you know, a stage show. Okay. And it was it was good. It was high quality. Yeah. How and, old were you when you saw it? Uh, that, that'll be key. Twenty. Okay. It was, okay. It was pretty good. Yeah. It's on on par with like the Indiana Jones spectacular wow. at, nice. at Disney. You know, cool. it, was, it was pretty well done. I, I would say it was actually probably better in some regards. This is literally the first I've ever heard of this. Oh, it's, I mean, I don't know if they still do it, but it yeah. as of 2005, they were still doing That's it. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, should we do some Beetlejuice history? Yeah, now let's get into, now that our history's done. This is, this wild sketch. I'm legit looking forward to this. this A is, lot of times I tune out this part of the episode. A lot of times I leave the GoCo. <laughs> I'm just sitting here yep. talking to myself. I'm now uh, in, in the GoCo by myself talking to myself. And that's that, chaos. That is chaos. Um, this this blew my mind when mm -hmm. I was researching this. <clears throat> After the financial success of Pee-wee's Big Advent Adventure, Tim Burton was considered bankable and thus handed just about every script coming through Warner Brothers in the 1980s. He was utterly disheartened with the lack of originality of the scripts. At the same time, he was also writing the Batman movie. While Warner was willing to pay him to develop the script, they were still not ready to greenlight the movie, and that left him in limbo. Mm. So it's 1985. He's just done Pee-wee's Big Adventure. He's, his next movie is supposed to be Batman, and they won't let him make it. Wow. He's writing the script. He's already been slated to direct, but they they won't greenlight production. We need to add Pee Wee's Big Adventure to the docket. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, I just a short segue. I remember the beginning of that movie with his like funhouse mm -hmm. fire pole. Yeah. Um, it, love like the the Rube Goldberg machine that is like his morning routine. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know Tim Burton directed that until I did the research for this. And I'm like, oh, that's clearly a Tim Burton movie. It was a surprise to me. Yeah. Right now when you said it. Yeah. But and, I, and I thought, ooh, is that something I was supposed to know? That was and Tim it's Burton? clearly a Tim Burton movie now that I'm thinking of it. There's they a now, scene in that movie that just terrifies me during like this pseudo dream sequence. And uh -huh. it's so obviously Tim Burton. Now, a little known fact. They always used to play it on television, the first 20 minutes of Pee-wee's Big Adventure, and then the rest of Beetlejuice. I yes, think that's what happened That's to what us. happened, yeah. yeah. Clearly. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, it's 1987. Okay. What a year. And... Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, yes. Yes, it is. David Geffen, mm -hmm. former uh, studio head of Warner Brothers, he mm -hmm. left in 1978, formed his own production company, Geffen Records, Geffen Movies. David Geffen approaches Tim Burton and puts the script for Beetlejuice in his hand. Okay. 
and the rest is history. Uh, it was, it was everything that that Burton had imagined mm-hmm. uh, of directing. It's new, it's re- original, it's funny, it's scary. Um, he did tweak the script a little bit with a couple of his writers, and um, he conjures this pseudo B movie world okay. in the vein of the the movies that he grew up watching, and the animation stylings of animations in the the late. 50s, early 60s, mm-hmm. when when he's coming of age as a child, um, and and con, you know conjures this pseudo B movie kind of artificial but cheap quaint world, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it was always intent his intent to do Beetlejuice in that vein, uh, using a combination of stop motion, replacement animation, prosthetics, and puppetry on a blue screen. The budget provided only $1 million for effects. Wow. So, I mean, if you've seen the movie, just think mm-hmm. about this. Every special and visual effects that you see in Beetlejuice was done for less than $1 million. And there's a lot of them. There is so much going on. And, and there's, I don't think there's any computer-generated effects in that movie. Yeah, I'm thinking back. I think they're all stop they all motion or practical. blue screen yeah. and practical. Yep. And and Just stop good old motion prosthetics. movie magic. Yeah. Um the stop motion stuff is so good. It's for so a movie like good. this. I mean it's cuz there is a certain creep factor to there stop motion is, and it so it just lends itself so well it to is. this. Like all of their all of their facial manipulations yeah. are done with stop motion yeah. and it's Ugh. terrifying. Oh. I was thinking of the one uh, when when uh, Gina Davis, like her, her eyes come out through her mouth. Yeah. Like, that. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Um, we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah, because I want to talk about those. Um, the movie began filming in 19, early nineteen eighty seven and wrapped by mid year. The movie came out in nineteen eighty eight. I didn't write down the month. That's okay. Sometime in that. Sometime in 1988. Probably around Halloween. Probably around Halloween. Maybe not. Maybe not. Um, we have a one in 12 I, shot at that. I goofed on that. That's okay. Um, Beetlejuice spawned an animated series, four video games, and a Broadway musical. After five I'm years. vaguely remembering that there was a Broadway, Broadway musical. It's, it's still going. It's touring. No It's shit. coming to PPAC soon. Really? Yeah. That's a funny You want to go? P-Pack. Providence Performing Arts Center. You want to yeah, go? Yeah, let me know when it okay, comes Okay, we'll do. That could be cool. Yeah. That had to be Right in too. to see Beetlejuice the Musical with Shades and oh, Sketch. Oh, that'd if be we, fun. If we get tickets. Yeah, totally. Guys, um, you get the tickets. We'll yeah, come with we'll you. Yeah, we'll come with you. And after five years of development, Warner Brothers stated in 2019 that the sequel had been permanently shelved. Oh, no. Really? Yeah. So um, at different times, in 1991, they they had pitched a sequel, like Beetlejuice Goes Hawaiian. Yep. I remember hearing about that. Um, And Winona Ryder and Michael Keaton both said they would do it. And then they they kind of realized, this is as near a perfect movie as we've ever made. Mm -hmm. Like, why would we destroy it with this kitsch? That kind of fell apart. And then with the popularity of Stranger Things, the resurgence of Winona Ryder's career, with, with the resurgence of Michael Keaton's career, with Birdman, and then Spider-Man Homecoming, you know, these 
personalities once again per- were perceived to be bankable. They tried to put it together. It it's unclear as to what happened, um, but they all Burton, Ryder, and Keaton all said that they wouldn't do it without any of them being involved. Yep, yep. And it seems all or nothing kind of thing. Yeah, it seems like Michael Keaton might have been the the person who either couldn't make it work with a schedule or decided he didn't want to do it. Well, the issue right now with Michael Keaton is he has a clause in his contract that says he'll only be involved with characters that are based on flying animals. Ah. Uh, your Batman, your, your Birdman, bird and your vultures. Vulture men. Um, so, you know, yeah, he's... In 2021, he's playing Sugar Glider. We know that. Well, I I heard a rumor that he's going to play an older Bruce Wayne that in I, the, the I DC would cinematic universe. One hundred. I heard a. I mean, it's one hundred percent an internet rumor, but yep. internet rumors have a way of now being true because the internet is so porous mm-hmm. with like social media and yeah, and, and just and also everything that leaks and also uh, they they sometimes s- these rumors like push into reality like, and and um, sometimes these rumors are like people dropping things that have already been committed like i'm thinking back to ghostbusters answer the call bill mm-hmm. murray went on late night with with uh with um one of the late night people uh, david letterman okay. and was like oh i th- you know i think they should do an all-female ghostbusters and you know melissa mccarthy's hilarious and obviously mm-hmm. that was already in pre-production yeah for him to like who would they? Who would they in this rumor? Yeah, who would they cast as the Terry McGinnis to his old? Man I don't Bruce know Wayne? if they're going to do a Terry McGinnis, but oh, just an old man an Bruce old, Wayne, old man Bruce Wayne kind of thing okay. with like a, a Batman, yeah, on the ledge. That was always the intention that Batman was like Batman was going to die in Justice League One, mm-hmm. and then in Justice League Two, it would, they would have to like reconstitute the league without Batman. Wow, that was always the plan for. Um, Scott Snyder's, sorry, Zack Snyder's. Zach Snyder. Who's Scott? Scott Snyder is a comic book writer. Oh, gotcha. Uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And obviously, you know, when you when you say that out loud, it's kind of obvious why Warner Brothers nixed that. Yeah, yeah. That would have been a very bold. <laughs> yeah. Um. Let's get back to Beetlejuice. I, I. It might not have worked out for the DC EU. Hey, it didn't work out that, anyway. So. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so the sequel is uh, permanently, permanently shelved. shelved. It could be, it could be so cool, but in this it's, day it's and dangerous. age, you could never recapture what's really great about Beetlejuice. Yeah. No studio is gonna, n- yeah, take those chances. No, 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 no. So not let's gonna just happen. Leave it. Um, how much do you think it costs, Sketch? Not a lot. Um, remember only one, $1 million dollars was given effects, over for effects. Hint. Um, it is a small budget. Okay, thirteen million. Well, that's that's a great guess. Thank you. Fifteen million dollars. Holy shit! I'm gonna give it to you. I was super close. I mean, when we're talking about millions and you're two million off, I'm gonna give it to you. I went thirteen because it's unlucky. Yeah, I mean, I'll I'll give it to you. But it was my lucky number. So this time. Th- when you think about it, yeah, they made like the whole movie had a fourteen million dollar budget, yeah. and they were like, "Oh, we'll give you an extra million to do the effects." Yeah, yeah. How much do you think it grossed? More than that. Well, it's, yeah, more than it's that. its opening weekend numbers uh-huh. were eight million. Okay, 
when it was all said and done, it made $74.2 million. Whoa. Whoa. I mean, now that's not Ninja Turtles money, but this is an unknown original story, unbankable character, small budget movie with no lineage, with no marketing. That's impressive. Okay, now I don't, you know this, I don't know actors. Yes. Going into this movie, who was... Who was like big? Who was who was your big star power going in? Uh, Catherine O'Hara. Okay, was huge. Um, uh, Michael Keaton's star is rising. Okay, uh, Winona Ro- Ryder has just done Lucas, yeah. which is what people know her from. Tim Burton originally wanted Sammy Davis Jr. I to read play that. I read that when I was looking in. And the original stuff. story was that Beetlejuice was kind of like a. Did you ever see the movie um, Devil's Advocate? No. Al Pacino and Keanu Reeves. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, but no, I didn't. Um, say just like that. So in that movie, uh, did Al they Pacino, do that one on how this get made? They did. That's probably it's, why I've it's heard a of the fantastic. Movie. That's a great episode. episode. Yeah. Um, so they were. It was kind of like uh, I, I almost wonder if that's where the idea for Devil's Advocate came from, mm-hmm. because the the original pitch for Beetlejuice was much darker, much more serious. Okay. And uh, they wanted Sammy Davis Jr. to basically play like a, a suave like, devil-esque character, and his mm-hmm. true form was supposed to be, like, a winged beast. Okay. But they always refer to him in the script as being Middle Eastern. Oh. Like, like that was, like, his his look. That was his theme. That was his, yes, if you will. <laughs> um, for, to borrow from another episode. Uh, and David Geffen pushed for Michael Keaton, yep. and Tim Burton didn't know who Michael Keaton was. And so, I mean... Beetlejuice is almost directly responsible for the 1989 Batman. Yeah. It, it establishes oh, Michael Keaton as... Well, yeah, I, and I, I don't know the history, but then after watching Beetlejuice again yeah. as an adult, like with right. fresh eyes, and then seeing Keaton and uh, Burton working together and everything, yeah. I'm like, oh, this is obviously what led to right. that relationship yes. and then working together again. Yes. Um. One of the many joys of this movie, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and Michael Keaton ha- was known for his comedy, for for, for stand-up, uh, but, you know, it was just a versatile, versatile actor. Yeah. Just a great actor. Uh, and Winona Ryder's fantastic in this. Catherine O'Hara is fantastic in this. Um, I, I'm blanking on his name. I wrote it down, and now I can't find it in my notebook. I know my notebook's, like, tiny. But still, uh, the guy who plays Otho. Oh, he's I love Otho. He's a great character yeah. actor. Um, it's such a fun movie. I read online that... Um, it must be true. At his, yes. At his real life, the actor's yes. funeral. Oh, he's... Oh. Yeah, he passed in 1999 from what I read. Wow. They played um, Deo. That's fantastic. So, like, per his request. That's, that's like, wonderful. Isn't that great? Yeah. I really feel like this movie... Is, is one of those experiences in all of these actors' lives that... Fond memories? Yeah. like That was a good time kind of a thing? We're going to talk about a movie. Maybe it'll come out before this. Maybe after no, this. It'll, it'll come out it'll after this. We're gonna, in which you... Because this is Halloween! Spooky! Um, in which you, you know nobody had a good time making that movie. Yeah. And, I mean, it looks like everybody had a good time making this movie. And I will say the animated movie, the the deets are animated in such a way. The animated that, show, you mean? 
the, in the animated yeah. show okay. that uh, you're like, oh, they must like awful. These are awful people mm-hmm. and awful characters. And they must like, oh, the characters that they must have been based on. And then you watch the movie and you're like, well, the dad's actually not terrible. The, the mother's a train wreck. The mother is. Delia Dietz is a Delia train Dietz wreck. is an artist. Sure. First and foremost. Sure she is. She's an artist. <laughs> I think you're trying to be polite in saying that she is difficult and full of herself. Yeah, she's the, she's like a caricature of an artist. You know what I mean? She's she's that character she is design. The, um, uh, she's what people lead you to believe Yoko Ono is like. Sure, yeah. Uh, like, Yoko Ono, uh, philanthropist, mm-hmm. artist, um, activist. She is everything... Never they, portrayed that they, way. She she is exactly, and I'm talking about Delia now. Yeah, she's exactly portrayed as you would think of a '90s New York artist. Sure, like, yeah, yeah, I know exactly. She what just you mean. fits that. Just like remember how in Turtles we were talking about like maybe that New York never existed, right? But like yes, it was yes, always yes. in our brains. Yes, like that's, that's it. That's yeah. it. That like maybe she could, that maybe that artist never did exist, you, but that character type she would have fit did. right in in like an art gallery on Friends. Yeah, you know who she reminds me of? Um, Doug Funny's sister, oh, Judy Funny. Yeah, Judy Funny. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Strong agree. I deposit a world in which Judy Funny grows up and becomes be, Deets. De, 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 Delia, Delia Deets. Wow. Yeah, I think that happened. Both ABC animated shows. Yeah. It could happen. Doug and Beetlejuice. Guys, get on that. Oh, shit. How many times have I said that? You have now said it two and three quarters times. Oh, no. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Michael Keaton. <laughs> Guys, wouldn't that blow your fucking mind? Oh, my God. That would blow my mind. Yeah. If when you say his name, Michael, Michael Keaton. Keaton appears. Yeah. Three times you like, say Michael Guys, Keaton. I'm trying to have dinner with my family. You want to get nuts? I'm, get nuts. I'm... <laughs> I'm in pre-production Wrong sugar glider. Movie, Mr. Keaton. Okay. Um, uh, should we do the internet scores? You gotta do the all-important okay. internet scores. IMDB gives yeah. the movie that shall not be named. Yeah. 7.5. Mr. Juice. Mr. Juice. Mr. Geis. Mr. Geis. Beetle Geis. Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, I'm sorry. I was talking through your score. What did it give them? A 7.5. Okay. Rotten Tomatoes, 84%. Okay. 90% of Google reviewers love this movie. Yep. And. Oh boy, here we go. Drum roll. Wait a minute, really? Shades of Geeking Out with Shades of Sketch gives Beetlegeist yeah. a 100% no. perfect score. I call bullshit. Perfect score. Because there is perfect not score. a single fire pole in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um. I 100% sketch. I totally see this as 100 for you. I totally yeah. do. I totally buy it. I gave this an 88. Oh, my, and and Elise and I were talking about this. Just mm-hmm. like, sketch is going to give this like an 85. Yep. 88. Yeah. yeah. I, I 100% understand why this is not as high a score for you. Listen, to me, anything over an 85, yeah. really good. Top 90s. Whoa. Whoa. Like, I'll own that. Yeah. 95 and above, that's tattooed in my heart. 
basically, <laughs> right? So, so this, I recognize Beetlejuice as just like, it's like so solidly made. And that's what and it comes down it, to it for me. It can't be, it, it can't be reconstructed. It, it can't be and, and reproduced. That you've, you've perfectly encapsulated why I've given it 100%. Yeah. It, it holds up so well. Mm-hmm. It's so well crafted. Yeah. Is it my favorite movie? I don't even know if it's in my top 10 yeah. um, of favorite movies. Probably not, no. actually. But God, what an experience. Oh, yeah. What a good time. What a cinematic gem. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and it, remember, a, a rant is anything that takes you out of the world. Mm-hmm. And Nothing at, took you out at of the world. no time was I removed from the world that Tim Burton created. Yeah. And those actors populated. And I was, from start to finish, I was in it. And I was, near the end of the movie, I was looking for things to be like, uh, I'll take point. Uh, take point there. Take. Uh, yeah, but why do that? And and and, and I was like, that? I'm missing the point. Like yeah. at no time was I removed from the world. Yeah. Now, are there things that I could say? Eh, I don't know if this holds up so well in 21st oh, century. Sure. I can't rant against that. I though. can't rant against that. Maybe in a future episode, I can't rant, I'll rant against, against something yeah. like that. Not in this. Yeah, not in this one. Um, so, it, so if yeah. so, you literally have no rants. I have. There are things that I will piggyback off of, probably, and tonally, there are things that don't work anymore. Mm -hmm. But in terms of, and maybe it was colored a little, a little by doing the research for it and like seeing that, like, oh, he he set out to create a world that looked like if you touched it, the set would fall fall over. Mm -hmm. That was his intent. Uh, Oh, okay, mission accomplished, Tim Burton. Yeah. Like if if I hadn't done the research and learned that, mm-hmm. maybe I would say, eh, you know, some mm-hmm. of the stop motion, like, well, now now they're on like this sand planet thing that's supposed to be Saturn. Mm-hmm. Like, you, basically, they're depositing that. Like, when she opens the door and goes to the sand planet mm-hmm. where the snake is, that that's Titan, moon of Saturn. Apparently, sure, okay, but like, it's the neither. They're trapped in the neither world. Yep. Like, okay, that's possible. I'm not arguing. Yet. So, like. I don't know what, like, did that take, well, okay, sure. That's the mechanics of this world that they've made. Yeah. So I can't fault it for that. I don't so I have you. zero. Okay. I well, have zero rants. Let's start with rants. Great. And get them out of the way. Because sure. mine are minor. Great. Um, mine are minor. Great. And then we, we can just rave for days. Rave for days. On this Hallow's Eve. Spooky. Isn't it funny that last year um, we did ghost? We were on the side of busting ghosts. Yes. This year we're on the side of pro ghosts. Yes. We're pro ghosts this year. Pro ghosts. Um, where will we be next year? Anything's possible. Anything's possible. Something spooky though. Ooh. Okay. Uh, I only have two rants. They're both minor. Two rants. You gave it an eighty-eight. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because. Listen, for as much as I think a movie made in the 80s benefits you, (laughs) it detracts from me. Like, I can't, I can't get over it. 
for some reason. Because it's it just because it's from yeah, like something about it that is there's not like your an decade. 80s feel. It's not your decade, and you know there's an 80s feel because yeah, you like the I 80s love it. feel. I don't like the 80s yeah. feel, so I can't like it. Leaves it basically. It's like it's like when down I have coconut. The... I don't like coconut. <laughs> that I I like almost any flavor, but not not coconut. coconut. And like it'll linger. It'll linger in my mouth. That's fair. This movie lingered in my mouth a little bit. The the the, the 80sness of it. Okay. So, both of my rants is just wanting more of something. Okay. So, not thinking I didn't get enough of, of something. So, um, let's start with Maitland, the Maitlands. Okay. Right, the two Maitlands. I... Delia and... No, no. Um, oh, I'm sorry. I'm uh, sorry. Um, I forget what their names were in the movie, though, other than the Brenda Maitlands. and Alex. Well, it's Alec Baldwin. Is uh, that his Alan. actual name? Alan? Brenda and Alan. Okay. The Maitlands. The ghosts. Yes, the Maitlands. Our two ghosts. The ghosts, yeah. I loved them. Like, what a quaint little as we've established. Unit. Don't think I saw the beginning of this movie right. ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm watching it recently. Um, what a life with my wife, and I'm like, these two. Like, have we seen like a truer, <laughs> more just down to earth and honest portrayal of like a loveful marriage, like? I submit not. These two are like this perfectly married couple. It's not all about romance right. and sex and lust. It's just about, it's about doing the dishes yeah, and, and just, building they're, models. In they're the like, attic. It, they, they totally, they totally portrayed like the best friend aspect yeah. of like, Oh, being absolutely. Married, right. Yep. And so, so don't get me wrong. I love them. You don't often see that in a Hollywood you story. Don't. You don't. Because we romanticize the, the 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 passionate side of love. But the we, the we, but, ripping off the clothes. Yeah. And the, the oiled We don't low light. see the, uh, like the slow burn. Yeah. Slow burn of love. This, slow this burn. movie's all about the slow burn. And um, so I loved them. The scene I needed that I didn't get was was the oiled up sex in the low I light. I needed that. Yeah. I needed that. You yeah. are a sucker. The for old that. Beetlejuice, they call right. it. <laughs> Careful. Wait, is that two for me? It's two for okay. you. Okay. Careful. Careful. Um if we say it together, it cancels it out, cancels right? Cancels each That's, other out. Okay. Um the, here's the scene I needed. So they died, right? They figure out their ghosts. Yes. Okay. I'm on board. The manual for the recently departed? The handbook for the recently handbook. departed. Handbook. Yeah. So they're leafing through that, they're reading it. They are like this quaint couple that lives in small town Connecticut, apparently. Yeah. And they're like, okay, we need to haunt these people. Okay. They go to some of the most gruesome shit, like immediately. immediately. We're talking like decapitation Shin, and like ripping, hanging, hanging, hanging in closets, ripping, ripping faces, faces off. off. Yeah. I needed a little scene in the middle so, where they're trying some like. They needed to do the sheets first. Yes. Yes. Just try, like, some, like, just be cute about it. Be cute. Move Correct. a spoon. Turn off the light. It's something that's, like, right. the, the deets is, like, totally just pass it off. Start or with the, the shrimp coming to life. Exactly. And, and grabbing some, you. Something shrimp smaller. Fingers. Those shrimp fingers were spooky. I I remembered very little of this movie Did before you I remember the shrimp back in. I think we, we acknowledged, because I never saw the first 20 minutes. Right. Remember the shrimp fingers. Yeah. I, here, here are the things I remembered. Ready? It'll tell you what the right, what yeah, the yeah. what the powerful imagery was. The shrimp figures. <sighs> um the statues coming to life. Oh yeah. Holy shit. Holy That's shit. still really creepy. Yep. Um 
I remember being terrified of that, like the first time I saw it. Oh yeah, oh yeah, the, the way they move and everything. Yeah. We're, we're gonna get there. Um, the the neither world like waiting room. Yeah, ob- obviously. Because how do you not? And the um, the face deformities. Face. Yes. When they do the yep. big like stretch and pull and everything. Oddly, oddly, they also look like spy versus spy when they, they do. The yeah, it's yeah. like, is this a spy versus spy thing? I mean, talk about lasting imagery. Yeah, you know, Tim Burton, man. Oh, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, get you every time. So yeah, I mean, when I was thinking about the movie and I was thinking about, okay, what did I need if I were gonna like bump my score up? Because that eighty-eight is just like from a place of like, how do I feel after this movie? Sure. And I'm like, I feel eighty-eight percent like. Fulfilled and happy. You know your score is in the 80s. Yeah. I knew it was like I knew it was like high 80s but because like, Are you mo- okay with that? Because the movie's in the 80s. Yeah. You know. And movie an eighties movie has to be in the eighties. <laughs> um <clears throat> I should make that a rule, but I'll have to break that rule for um Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi <laughs> and Indiana Jones. Okay, there's plenty that are gonna have to break. Uh, anyway. Break. Um here's the other thing I needed. And this was a legit rant because this did take me out of the movie. Okay. I needed more Keaton. I needed more Beatles. Yeah. Interesting. Because part of this was probably because I never saw the beginning of the movie. Right. But at one point while we were watching it, I looked at my watch and I was like, where, where is he? We've been in this movie for a while now. Where's right. Beetlejuice? There's no Beetlejuice. Oh, it, it, uh, oh, oh, no. oh no, that's two. That's three. Hey, toots. <laughs> Michael Keaton? Oh, no. Um, What a gross man. Also, oh. by the way. But... He was so flipping awesome. And when he finally showed up on, on screen, I paused it and I looked at the timestamp. It was 25 minutes in. Wow. And I'm like, oh, he's a, the title character. Yeah, title character, the most memorable part of the movie. Right. And I've gone 25 minutes without seeing him. And then I looked up stats and he was only in the movie. The movie is 92 minutes long. He's in it for 17 and a half minutes. Wow. Yeah. Now that's an electrifying performance. It's an that's a great way to put it. It's an electrifying per- performance, and that is not to detract from all the other actors right. because everyone else was awesome, and I was totally into their stories. That's amazing. But it's Beetle. It's it's Mr. Juice, and I wanted Beetle Geist. I wanted more. Seventeen minutes. Yeah. That's it. Seventeen and a half. Seventeen minutes thirty seconds. Wow. But he commands. He really does. He commands the screen during that time. Wow. Yep. I mean, I did immediately set upon the fact mm-hmm. that he's barely in the movie. Mm-hmm. And that's actually, that's interesting. That's a, a rave for me. Yeah. It was a rave for me how little he was in. Well, when we get to raves, I'll talk about it. Well, I think we're basically there. So why don't you transition us into raves? Um, okay. Because sure. those are my only two rants I had. L- Listen, I I really really like and this I would movie. Agree, I would agree with with both of your rants. Thank uh, you. It didn't take me out of the movie experience, though. That's fine. Doesn't have to. Yeah. But thank you for respecting them. Yeah, absolutely. I I this podcast is all about respect. Fuck you, internet. <laughs> Tweet me, and I'll tell you why you're wrong, internet. Don't refrigerate your tomatoes. Oh my god! You know what I just realized? What? It's Halloween. It is. You're the trick. I'm the treat. Oh. That's it. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So apropos. Trick or treat. Long time listener. With shades and sketch. I love it. Um. All right. Raves. Raves. I. Beetlejuice. Oh, damn it. That's, is 
like eight. For that's you. like eight for me. He is not. He does it in multiples of three. Ah, uh, he is not the hero. No. And more importantly, he's never encouraged or rewarded for his terrible behavior. No. He's Pandora's box, and you're not to open him. And if you do, you put him back in the box immediately. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's so, if this movie were made today, it would be, goes to Hawaii, and he's surfing, and it's just like, the the worst elements of, like, National Lampoon movies with just, like, like, the most disgusting guy imaginable just preying upon people. There's only two ways to make this movie today, and both of them would do a disservice. You would either have to go one way or the other. You either turn this into like one of those straight to video for kids movies, yeah. you know, where it's like just gross. Return of Jafar. Yeah. It's like, you know, the Beetlejuice stuff is like gross, but it's not creepy. Right. And it's like zany antics. Yeah. Or you go like deep horror. Yes. You know, and you just tell like a really deep, dark. Like Saw with yeah. this character. Um, But if you went either of those, you, you can never hit that middle sweet spot that this Ever movie again. did in the 80s. Ever again. Yeah. And it's, I'll it's give it to the so, 80s on that one. It's so interesting that we think of the, we think of the 80s as such a you know less refined, less progressive, less sophisticated time. Mm-hmm. This movie passes the Bechdel test. Yeah, we have does. more than two female characters, mm-hmm. and they have real conversations, not about a man. Mm-hmm. Um, you have four big, four important yes. female characters in this movie. I mean, it's that's offset by four important male characters. Yes, I mean it's it's a I don't understand how this movie got made when it was made. Yeah, and and how well it's it's done. Yeah, and I I just you know we would we would redeem this character today. We would give him a a Kylo Ren backstory Mm -hmm. of fallen from the light and redeemed, or or you know. Billy from Stranger Things, or you know, insert any number yeah, we're of all characters. about redemption. They're not, now. they're not really that bad. Oh yeah. no, he's a piece of garbage. He's just uh, misunderstood. He's no, an absolute he's a piece of shit. yeah. He's just an absolute piece of shit, mm-hmm. uh, and th- that's his reward yeah. is to forever be an absolute piece of shit. It is so refreshing. You're you're totally right. It's so refreshing to have a horrible person slash character. And remain horrible. Yes. Like, like, we don't like, have to redeem them. just their nature. Yep. It's not a product of fill in the blank. Yep. Oh, look, look, you don't want his help. Yeah. He's awful. Yeah. Like, oh, he's actually awful. You're right. I don't want his help. Yeah, I told you that at the beginning of the movie. It's so interesting, too, because, like, you're hitting on things I didn't pick up on as, as I was watching <laughs> it. And, like, you're absolutely right. When... When um, Juno says that yeah. and like warns the maintenance, no, no, you don't want to go the Beetlejuice route. My st- stupid 2019 brain was like, oh, we're going to find out something. <laughs> we're going to like find out that right? like he used to work for her, but she was really abusive and he just wanted to do it his way or something like <laughs> fucking stupid like that. Because I'm like so conditioned we're at this so, point. We are so, con- nobody's really bad. And you know what? No. He was irredeemable. He was. And you know what? The movie didn't try to redeem him. At all. I mean, just fast forwarding quite a bit. Like when when he like, oh, I'll unlock all my powers when we get married. It's not my rules. We got to do it. Yeah. Holy shit. Like that whole sh- 
she is a child. Yeah, she's 15. He is fully, like, we're going to get married. We're going to consummate this mar- marriage. There are, like, snakes and dead things and, like, a woman's finger with a ring yep. on it that he pulls out of his pocket to, Presumably like... Presumably his last wife. This is traumatizing. Yeah. And uh, that's where we're going. Yeah. Like, full steam ahead. And he... I mean, it is just a roller coaster at that point of the things that are happening at the speed they're... Ha- breakneck pace. Do you remember oh. as a child when you saw this or as a yeah. young adult when you saw this, do you remember the strip club? Uh, yeah, I yes, I do. The strip club. I do remember the strip club. Okay. Yes, I knew that would stick and they out too, would, so I wanted to make they, sure it was there. And I—that's why I'm like, oh, I've only ever seen this on Comedy Central at night because yeah. at night on Comedy Central, they would not sense—they would not censor things. Comedy Central after dark. Essentially, yeah, yeah. they used to show PG thirteen PG thirteen movies the last after laugh. like. That's a good. That's right. The that's a good one. one. Yeah. From like uh, eleven thirty to five in the Ooh. morning, they would show movies like in their actual theatric form. Do you remember that? Comedy Central lowbrow. Do you? That's do you, the one. That is the one. That's the one. It is. No, I don't remember that. One. Yeah. So I they usually would, slept. I I I was like a like a movie hound. I mean, long term long time listeners know this. You have not slept for fifteen years. Yeah, it's just been. A it's str- a real medical condition. <laughs> um. When we're not recording, you're still talking. I'm still talking yeah. and taking in media. Yeah, yeah. Um, there are people to to prove wrong. So I thought I thought that was like wow, how refreshing this is. Absolutely. That and a, a bold choice not yeah. to redeem the title character of your movie, and he's not the main character. No, he's, he's a not supporting. The main seven, like you said, seventeen and a half minutes on screen. But damn, what. What an amazing 17 and a half minutes. It would be like, let's, let's, let's think of something comparable these days. It would be like seeing Stranger Things season one, right? Uh, and naming the entire series the Demigorgon. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's talked about. It is. Sure. Screen time, minimal. Impact, uh, pretty big. Pretty big, pretty big, yeah. Uh, just as a funny aside, um, for marketing purposes, mm-hmm. if you if you look in the movie, it, his name is spelled Beetlegeist. Yeah. The, so Warner Brothers made them phonetically spell out, I guess it's not phonetically, but spell out juice the way most people are accustomed to seeing it for the box mm-hmm. art. Um, but they also didn't want to call it that, so they, they tried um, changing the titles to... Um, Something it was something with ghost in the name. I read a title, and then Tim Burton suggested, "Well, why don't you just call it Scared Sheetless?" That's the that's the one. And Warner Brothers were were one hundred on board, yes, one hundred percent on board with naming that. Yeah, he was like, "Nope, nope, that was that was a fucking joke. That was a joke. Yes, please don't name it that." Um, Wow, Warner Brothers, Warner Brothers making Scared Sheetless. That shit crazy decisions since 1988. Yeah, um, Warner Brothers, we've been big fans of you for a long time, but you make it hard. You make it hard. You make it hard. You make it hard. Um, so yeah, that was my first rave, and uh, it was fantastic. I will yeah. piggyback uh, your rave about Beetlejuice. Um, I, I I absolutely agree with you, with everything that you have said. Um, it couldn't... I, I can't think of anyone else could have done what they did like Keaton did. I mean, yeah. his performance as Beetlejuice is 
legendary. Dare I say legendary yeah. at this point? Yep. Um, I can't believe that that you put these two roles side by side. And yes, I mean he is he is a phenomenal Batman. Yeah. But uh, th- this is the the character that like you know long after Ben Kingsley is dead, they're going to remember him for playing Gandhi. Mm-hmm. We're going to remember Michael Keaton for Beetlejuice. Yeah. I mean, it's just ha- hands down. Yeah. There, there have been so many Batman at this point. There's only one. There's Beetlejuice, only one Beetlejuice, and it's Michael Keaton. Yeah. That's another reason why I would I would not want to remake or anything yeah. like that. Because who, I, who no would you could, put into this part? Up. But my true rave is literally everyone else. Yeah, like literally every other actor. Like like you said, it seemed like they had fun. I hope they did. I truly do hope they did have fun doing it. But at least it came across to me as the viewer that this was an enjoyable yes experience. And like. I really felt like everyone gave at the minimum their hundred percent. Yeah. You know, and then Strong someone like Keaton went maybe a little above a hundred percent, but like everyone brought their a game to this. Like, like, uh, Catherine O'Hare was, Oh my goodness. Awesome. She signed on to the movie without reading the script really? when she heard Tim Burton was directing that scene where I guess it's when they're moving in. It must be when they're moving in or whatever someone back talks her or the husband and she like just goes like mental, mental on him yeah i was like wow that's that's mrs mccallister yeah like this is awesome right like she well, is she's also done all of the christopher guest movies too. no i know but i mean that's she, probably what she's most recognizable she for. is so on the edge like she's like so on the edge of unhinged like she's holding by on by like a screw you right. know like she's just ready and to I snap. And I keep saying Catherine O'Hara, which is not correct. It's Catherine O'Hare. Catherine O'Hare. Catherine O'Hara is a different person. Different person altogether. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's gone with the wind. Guys, you don't need to write it on that one. Yeah. We got that. We Apo- got it on our Apologies, control. guys. But um Catherine O'Hare. Let's see. Who else? Winona. Winona Ryder. Was awesome. Like wow. she, she's playing this like I don't want to say aloof, because she's not aloof, but she's she's she's, she's Otherworldly. Otherworldly. That's she really it. Is. That's it. Well, she's writing all the suicide notes yeah. in her room. Yeah. It's yeah. like I I mean, do you do you know anything of Winona Ryder's career? She um was in Stranger Things. <laughs> and she was Lydia in Beatles. Yes. And, and in that's between all I know. She went absolutely batshit crazy. Did she really? Yeah. Um at one I don't know if she went to jail. Oh. It is possible, like, Lydia seems to have, like, affected her in a bizarre way. And she talks about this, like, Lydia Dietz is a part of her. Mm-hmm. It was, like, one of her format, for, uh, what do you call, it? uh, not formal is not the word I'm looking for. I don't know what word you're looking when, for. Like, when you have an experience early on and it, like, just. Formative? Said, Thank you. Formative, formative experiences. Thank you, Sketch. It was one of her formative experiences. In life, yeah, and it and it influenced her in in such a way that a lot of these things have stuck with her through her whole career. Mm-hmm. At one point, she like shoplifted, and she was oh, like, "Oh, that rings a bell." Yeah, she's like, "It was research for a role that I was gonna play, and like it was a huge deal at the time." And it's like it was only a huge deal because she was Winona Ryder, right? Think of all um, the shoplifting ex- goes on. Yeah, yeah, that is ringing. It's a bell. like I. When you look at Winona Ryder, you can't help but see Lydia Dietz. No, yeah, absolutely not. Um, it's, you know, it's not like she has done a lot to separate herself from that. 
and like the way her personal played fashion and and look is very like oh yeah you could like Lydia at the end of the movie yeah when she like rides away and her like schoolgirl outfit was like mm-hmm. oh it, like Winona Ryder just dresses like this sometimes because yeah. she's Winona Ryder. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it, it, what a performance though. She she plays it as Lydia Dietz again, right on the edge. Yes, right on the edge of is this that stereotypical trope of like a moody teenager? Right, like oh, I'm gonna write in my diary. Yeah, like, killing myself and all that. Or is she like legit serious? Yeah, and she's just over that line where so like she's she's so far into that caricature. That it's just skirting that line, and that's that's the perfect place to be. Oh yeah, in the strong agree, especially when you got your Keaton's just chewing up the fake turf Oof. with his with his stuff. Um, and I already talked about the Maitlands, like yeah, for, portraying love and experiencing it. But then, I mean, Juno was great, and uh, and uh, Otho, hey, hey coach, I don't think we survived that accident, dumb jocks. Uh, ha ha jocks we got one on you <laughs> geeks one jocks well let's not keep score who are you looking up i'm looking up um juno okay because she was fantastic oh she was awesome did she i was trying to um i was trying to figure out how she died because everyone else was very obvious it was her neck slit yes okay yes all of the people who worked at the the bureau were suicide victims. That was a great... People um, who commit suicide wind up working at the yes, bureau. Yes, and that was a great little detail because Otho says that. Yes. Oh, don't you know that they say that committing suicide means you work in civil service in the afterlife. Correct. And they all were. The The receptionist showed her wrists. And, um, you know, it's dark, but oh. that's that's perfect for hey, Beetlejuice. You know what? I, I was right, actually. Her name is Catherine O'Hara. So, guys, don't call in. Don't, oh, we got it under control. Guys, we just corrected the correction. Yep. Did you think we were going to do that on Halloween? Spooky. Spooky. Uh, Juno was played by Sylvia Sidney, starlet of this of the screen, and this was her last. This is the last movie that she was nominated for. Her last movie was uh, she was the grandma in Mars Attacks. Was she really? Yeah. We'll do Mars Attacks at some point. Yeah, we should. Yeah. Was it that was Tim Burton too? Wasn't it? Was I think Mars that Attacks was Tim Burton. I think that was a Tim Burton like sci-fi, sci- like Tim Burton's take on a sci-fi. I yeah, could be is. wrong. Yeah, you're right. Oh. Tim Burton. Wow. Man, hey. I'm nailing it. But yeah, she was nominated for. Um, she uh, was nominated six times and she won five. That's awesome. Yep. Um, she won the Academy. She won the Best Supporting Actor. Or actress, rather, for Beetlejuice in 1988. That was the last time she won an award. Wow. You know, one last thing I'll say about the performances before we move on. But she, she was fantastic. Oh, she was. Yeah. Absolutely. In this movie, our main characters, who we spend the most time are, time with, are ghosts. Are, yes, the Maitlands. Legit ghosts. Yes. They are 100% more relatable and grounded than the real-life human people. Yeah. That's awesome. We're we're the audience, right, on the side of the ghosts oh, in a yeah. haunting. Yeah, yep. Sign me up. Oh yeah, 
It, it, it is so new and different. Yeah. Um, uh, my, I mean, my actual rave for this is it's a perfect example of world building, storytelling, and filmmaking technique being used to, te- to execute a singular vision. Mm-hmm. And that vision is people are awful. Yeah. The, like the ghosts are the real victim here. Mm-hmm. And, and we're rooting for them mm-hmm. at all times. Yeah. And, and it's, it's just such an, again, show me something new and I'm all in. All in. And there's nothing like this movie out there. No. No, and and there there have been attempts to kind of tell a story in which you should empathize with the villain, mm-hmm. if you will. Oh yeah, and I, I mean we're conditioned from a young age to be afraid of the dark mm-hmm. and afraid of ghosts, mm-hmm. and this turns it on its head. the The real horrors are the Deets mm-hmm. and Otho. Mm-hmm. They, I mean, they're just terrible people. I mean, Otho is just, uh, I mean, he's the real villain of Yeah, he's the, story the closest here. thing to a a true villain. Because I, love I couldn't that even call Beetlejuice a, a villain. He's just like an agent of he's, chaos. He's just a poltergeist. Yeah. It's, he's just doing what he does. Otho is... Oh, honey, I know as much about interior design as the, the supernatural. Yes. Okay. Well, I mean, he's completely right. You know zero about zero both. about either. Yeah. Um. Yeah, he's just like a he's just a leech, and yep. he's just he's gonna make a buck wherever he can. Wherever he's he gonna, can, or however he's gonna he can, have the right connections, yep. have the right relationships. Um. <laughs> Robert Goulet is like the executive. That was oh, fantastic. That was, Man, whenever Robert Goulet shows up in a movie, you know it's gonna be a good time. You're gonna give it a, a good rave, a Goulet rave. Um, yeah, he they died, right? I mean, they had to, they have. had to have like Max, whatever is it, like with a character name, like he and his wife died, right? I mean, they they got, straight up murdered, they got murdered. thrown through the ceiling. I mean, yes. this is a movie that deposits that that death, death is real and lasting, right. and um, the the Maitlands died in, in a pretty mundane car, car accident. accident. There's no way those two survived the force that it took to break through the ceiling. Yeah. They're dead. They're dead. Yeah, they're dead. Okay. Um, how the Dietz explained it away, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that was going to say, it's never referenced like the two dead bodies. No. I think they just on hide the second them. floor. That's what Connecticut's good for. Just hiding dead hiding bodies. Dead bodies. You know, I, now that you bring up the the car accident, I guess it, like the the totally implausible thing was that the dog was balancing out the weight of the car. I mean, that I guess that would have that took me out early. Okay, well let's just take we'll off, let it slide. Take off like a point three. Oh, um, yeah. Nine nine point seven. Yeah. That's pretty good. That's still pretty good. Pretty good for Mister Juice. I'm gonna stick with it. Stick with your hundred because yeah. you're rounding up. But that was. Uh, now that was whimsy. That was that was whimsy. That was like that the was, lightest whimsy. That was the whimsical movie. world of Tim Burton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, was that your rave or my rave? Or are we just raving? Was, we're just we're, we're just, just all over the place here, raving for days. All right, let's talk about the afterlife because, <laughs> um, not in the movie. I want it, guys. I want to actually the have actual a, have afterlife. a conversation about your souls. Okay, is everyone? 
get comfy. I want to talk about who, salvation. Who used to be the guy on sci-fi? We would like John crossing Edwards. over with John Edwards, right? Yep. There we go. I don't know actors, but I know media. I'm sensing a, 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 a B name. The South Park episode with him is oh my so God. good. It is so good. So good. Anyway, the afterlife. Uh, you know what? We don't say it a lot, so I'm going to say it now. Give me something new and I'm all in. The way <laughs> they depict the afterlife in this movie is so cool because it's completely devoid of any religious beliefs, yep. any religious connotations. It's it's just just it's the same shit. It's the same shit that we're dealing with here. It's just bureaucracy right. and just everything slowed down. It's just it's just it's not good. It's not punishment. It's just the same old. It shit. makes you it makes you hope that there's nothing. It really does. Yeah. Like, and like, death is, is lasting. The people in the afterlife are oh, still yeah. affected by their death. By their, yes. Um, I love the, I love, like, it was legit creepy. The, the guy. Witch, the witch doctor. Okay. And the he was the creepy. Head. Yeah. That was creepy. But also the smoker. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. Holy oh, the shit. smoker. Oh my God. Oh, Yeah. Um, that wow, yeah, oh, he that's, was, that's gonna haunt me when that I close is, my eyes yes, and go to bed tonight. Because that that was practical effects, like yeah, so creepy. Puppetry. And, and again, it was just a puppet again, but with a real human head, with a real human head. Um, but so good. But again, it's that line. Like Tim Burton's so good at like just coming right up, right to up this to line. the line because it was almost comical, but it wasn't there. It was it was to the nth degree creep before turning into comedy. Almost comical. Yeah. Not, not, not at all. Um, like, whoa. But it was like, and so he says close. something too, like, um, I'm trying to, like, I'm, yeah, I'm so was, close to quitting, yeah, or something, something like, like that. that. Or I'm trying to cut back, or something. Yeah, like I'm that. trying to cut yeah. back. Um, who else? Who else was dead in there? I mean, everyone the, uh, was dead. The the model that was like, so, that she was the magician's assistant. Oh yeah, she was sawed, sawed in half. half. She was actually sawed. Actually in half. sawed in half. Um, the the guy who does the paperwork and he's like flat. Oh yeah, he's run over and he's like, yep. I'm feeling a little flat. Yeah. Wouldn't it have it equally worked if he said, I'm feeling pretty tired? Yeah. I mean, come on. He's covered in tire tracks. Yeah. Um, and they had a hole in the wall appropriately yeah. sized for him. That, that he, like, creeped me out as a kid. That creeped it me even, out. It even creeped me out a little. I don't know. Claustrophobia, I guess. I, yeah. Um, and he's just like strung up. Yep, oh, the guy passing wire. out papers was like on a noose. Like, yep. it's really disturbing it shit. Is. And he, he's so good about being right there at that line yep. where it's like, Am I scared or am I entertained? Dark. I think I'm both. Yep, I'm entertained and a little scared. Yeah, um, uh, and just and just um, yeah, just everybody worked in public service. Yeah, had were people that had killed themselves. Yep, and it was it was so prominent. Mm -hmm. It's like again, that's right up to the line. Yes, of of like ooh, oh yeah, this is and it's because, because it's never. It's never, how to put this, it's never a farce. Right. It's not parodied. It's treated as a... Just don't, don't talk about it. Yeah. Like, just it's just you like, don't do it. everybody's dead. And it wasn't um, that little detail about civil service yep. and suicide. It wasn't, it's robbing everybody. Right. Call me MJ. It wasn't right. thrown in your face. It was right. just just a little just nicely remark. done. Nicely done. Um, 
And you knew it wasn't just him riffing because he had taken the handbook at that point. Mm-hmm. So he knew. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was, it's, it was the, uh, was Chekhov's gunman, yeah. I guess. I guess so. I mean, it was, can I get to my next grave? Sure, please. The the attention to these little details. Yeah. I mean, oh, it, it yeah. was just a blank, blank statement, and there's so many areas. So this this whole thing with civil service and suicide, great attention to detail, uh, a theme that runs through this, yes. this little thread that, that could tie everything together. Um, but, I mean, let's talk about the practicals. The, the miniature sets, the prosthetics that they're using. Oh, my goodness. The stop motion. And I mean, see, it never falls no. down. I actually... My first note, my literal first note, for watching this movie. Guys, we take notes. We uh, yeah. My first note was, I honestly don't know when this changed to a miniature. The beginning of the movie yeah. goes back and forth. When they're showing you the town, it switches back and forth between the real town yeah. and a miniature. And at times, you, you're you not sure no. if you're looking. There's there's just one moment at the very end where you where there's a little miniature person next to the car yeah. and then it's slightly off scale and you're like oh that's the miniature yeah but by the time by the time I realized tell. it was a miniature I had been I looking was at like, it for a while I was like oh this has been a miniature for a while yeah like what like that's good yeah that's very good and yep. I was also reeling from hey I've been to this town I know this <laughs> town how how was none of this familiar to me um. The, like the stop motion claymation stuff, like I said a little bit earlier, that like there's a creep factor to, to claymation. There is there because it's it's just like Tim Burton does with where he goes up to this line, and of course we know he uses stop animation. There's a, a lot, lot of stop motion in, in Batman and Batman yeah. Returns. There, there's just like this otherworldliness about it. There's there's it's just over the line of what's real, what's creepy. And what's like, fake? oh, that's obviously fake, you know? Okay, yeah, we know all this stop motion stuff is fake, but it's just real enough to keep you, to keep you suspending your disbelief. Strong agree. Yeah. Yeah, they're so smart. And and obviously, these are multiple teams, you know, the prosthetic team and the miniature right. team and the stop motion team. And like, uh, everyone is bringing their A games. $1 million dollars yeah. for effects. Mm-hmm. Think about that. You said that like Dr. Evil. One million sure. dollars. But I mean... Freaking sharks with their freaking laser beams. <laughs> I mean, think about that. I'm, I'm thinking all of about those, it. All of those miniatures, all of that puppetry, yeah. all of the, the stop motion, all of the prosthetics for their for their face effects when they have to act off of each other mm-hmm. with... Well, and all those, all the prosthetics all for the in, prosthetics the, in the, in the, in the, in the neither, neither world. world. Yeah. Uh, it... It is uh, mind-boggling. I, I, I mean, I can't get over it. Yeah, I can't get over it that yeah. all of that cost a million dollars. Even though I had all these clear memories of these 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 very haunting imagery, when I restarted the movie as an adult, I was like, "Well, I'm honestly remembering it as a child. There can't be that many." special effects. There can't be that many of these set pieces in it because it was a while ago it and it while, was just yeah. a small, it was just one single movie Beetlejuice and it's chock full. It is. I mean, there, there's an effect in almost every scene. Yeah. Um, and the, the sculptures, I mean, we talked about the sculptures just a tiny little bit earlier, but like, okay, let's get it out of the, out of the way. Delia Dietz, 
horrible artist. Horrible. She is horrible, and I like that her agent, her whoever, like calls her out. Yeah. Like, go back to scaring people with your art. Yeah. Like, yeah. She sucks. God awful. The fact, though, that her statues come to life to, like, torment her, it's just something about that. It's priceless. It's very Frankenstein's monster to me. It is. It's very... And she gets trapped behind... And that wasn't even supernatural. It wasn't. She gets trapped behind her earlier in yeah. the film. Yeah. And then it comes to life and traps and her does again. almost the same thing to her. Yeah. Just alive. Right. In the show, in the animated show, were they, like, still alive? Like, the were they, like, almost pets? animated show, a lot of the... So they mash up the animated show. They mash up Titan's Moon and the Neither World into uh-huh. like the ghost. They call it the ghost dimension. Okay. Um, and they mash it up. There's like a lot of creatures that just look like the sculptures. Yeah. 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 The art style. The art style. Yes. Of the aesthetic of the Neither World is very similar to, to Delia's, to Delia's art, art style. Which almost makes you feel like she has some sort of connection. Sure. Some sort of third eye that's like. Seeing into that, but Lydia's maybe she's is. crossed over into it at Ooh. some point. Maybe Judy Funny died. Maybe came back as Delia Dietz. Yeah, I like it. Let's deposit that. Sure, I'm just depositing all near death experience. Yeah. Um, the last thing I'll rave about because I mean we could rave for days. We could go on and on and on. Yes, I mean, do you have any other specific raves? Because um, I mean, we've, I have one last one. We've. Uh, I... <sighs> I would just say that I love the look and feel of this movie, the design aesthetic, the soundtrack, and the score. Mm-hmm. It all works seamlessly together. I mean, we kind of... It, it's like um, Guardians of the Galaxy is kind of like pointed to as the movie that that like perfectly meshed visuals with with a soundtrack. Oh. And... Uh, I, I, and I say we, but that's kind of like the thing in everybody's mind right now. It's mm-hmm. kind of a movie's got to have a kick-ass like soundtrack oh, yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. Like a like a pop music score to go mm-hmm. with it. It's like it's got it in spades. Yeah. Um, originally, they wanted um, they wanted to use um, Motown. Okay. But uh, they. Uh, Burton wanted Harry Belafonte specifically. Again, great choice. There's like a line. Yeah. And including those song choices in this movie, like it brings it right to that line of like, is this absurd? Is it right? A little unsettling because of like how out of place it, like it's just it's very out of place. It's just enough to like, you know, like when you get hit in the head and like you're just <laughs> off balance for like a second. That's where Burton like wants Ble- you in, bleeding. Your, in the movie. What? Bleeding. Remember that? I remember that. That was a real life story, guys. Um, <laughs> Which one of us was bleeding is the question. Yeah. Which one of us was bleeding? Right in if you think you know the answer. Uh, the, the wound began to smell like almonds. It did. It did. We were all smelling almonds that weekend. <laughs> um, but that like that's what's so good about Beetlejuice, and really, and I am thinking about other Burton works too. Yeah, it's like it's it's constantly on that edge of like 
Here's the line, and yes. I'm just gonna walk I'm on just it. Gonna walk and make it. you uncomfortable. And I know if I cross this way, you're gonna be comfortable. And I know if I cross that way, I'm you're gonna, gonna lose my job. Yeah, and I'm gonna, <laughs> or I'm gonna like lose your suspension of disbelief. Right. I'm just gonna walk just right down walk this line of just keeping you uncomfortable, like the whole fucking movie. Yep. But still, it's a but, great description for this still movie. Still under- entertained. Yeah. And still have moments of like, like I said, seeing like love in people. Yep. And 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 laughing. And, and like what a, like I mean here I mean here's a commentary of 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 this movie they have they have like the perfect life this mm-hmm. quaint little life but they can't have kids yeah and and they're somehow less than because of it and they have to die mm-hmm. go through this horrific experience to like have their perfect life yeah with with like Lydia who identifies more with the Maitlands than she does her own mm-hmm. Uh, mother, uh, stepmother, and father. Well, and that—that that was my last rave. Was the ending of this movie? I, it's like wow. I love it. I love because you're right. The Maitlands. Everyone gets what they deserve. It's 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 so. It's not. It's Robin. Right. Call me MJ. But yeah, they they set it up at the beginning of the movie that like okay they can't they can't conceive right for whatever reason. It's not something they keep coming back to. It's right. not something they keep drawing from. It's just, it was a fact. It was included at the beginning of the right. movie. They are otherwise so content right. with each other with their lives. Their vacation is a staycation. Yes. To just be home together. I right. mean, how fucking great is that? And then Lydia, she's living this life of neglect, yep. basically, with a, with a, Wicked step stepmother and yes. and like a workaholic father who's like power slash money hungry, and she gravitates towards death and the macabre. Yes, and so she can see the Maitlands, but the Maitlands themselves are, are so much less horrific than her yes. actual parents. And so, even though she's been driven to this. Dark, right, macabre, goth kind of motif. Right, she's met with these two loving, right, nurturing people, nurturing, and at parents, one point basically. the they movie basically posits, become her parents. The movie posits that she wants to kill herself to be with to, them, to be with them, yes, because they've gone and they talk her out of it. Yeah, I mean, these two who have only the three of them, yeah, as a family unit, have known each other for so little time, right, and yet. They both sides care for the other so deeply. The right. Maitlands are are so distraught that Lydia wants yeah. to kill herself. Lydia is so upset that her living parents right. want to manipulate and cash in on the Maitlands. Right. Like they just want to protect each other. And they and they become this really wholesome family unit yeah. at the end of the movie. Oh, yeah. And, okay, yeah, Delia and, and the father, I forget the father's name. I, uh, yeah, no idea. They're, they're, they're still there. And, like, Doing I'm fine thing. with that because Lydia can't just live alone right. with two ghosts. So, like... The original script called for them to go back to New York and the yes. Maitlands were just raising her. And that, that... was That was too much. That's problematic. That's, that's the line, yeah. There's, there's crossing the line. Um, so, like, I completely believe it in that in that 
The parents haven't changed. Right. The parents haven't learned a lesson really too much. Although for some reason, Delia Dietz writes a book and like becomes a right. famous artist. <laughs> and the dad is reading the book on cohabitating. With, right. With, with the handbook for, I think, cohabitation. With cohabitation with living like in the dead yeah. and the recently dead deceased. Or and like, like that. I was fine with that. Sure. I, I was happy for him. I was and okay it was with her. They had, they had struck a design aesthetic between. Yeah what Delia wanted and how the Maitlands had set up the house. And it didn't work. No. Aesthetically. Aesthetically Because it was like six feet of old house, old ha- six right, feet of, of new, new house. house. And then just like checkerboarded throughout right. the whole house. But fine. Sure. It's a compromise. Yeah. Um, and like, so Lydia has her, her living parents to take care of her physical needs. Right. Provide for her, give her a house, food, stuff like that. Right. But then she's got her, her ghost her parents. Ghost parents. That her are like emotional needs. Her emotional needs and yeah. are there for her or teaching her things, right. letting her dance with football players right. in, the, in the sky. <laughs> like to Harry Belafonte. Who was expecting such a happy, fulfilling ending to this movie? Not I. Not I either. Not I. And I remembered, I remembered her floating up. Yes. And dancing. I remember, yes, dancing the music. I didn't remember the football team. I didn't remember the football team until they showed up. Then I was, yeah, like, I was like, oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. But I didn't remember like the Maitlands the kind of Ma- taking over yeah, as her parents. I didn't remember that either. I I I didn't remember the Maitlands much at all, which is crazy because they they're are the main they're characters. the main characters yeah. of the movie. And I and I blame that on the animated series because they were I, in the yes. animated series. They I also I agree. Um, they are they are not featured in the yeah. series at all. So it's like this really weird culmination in my head of like, well, what came first? Did I see the cartoon before I saw the movie, and I'm then was I confused? That, yeah. Like, I'm um, guessing we both saw the I would the assume because it was more accessible the series, to yeah. us for the movie. The uh, movie, rather, yeah. Um, so, all said and done, I know we still have big questions, yeah. but like, I've just left in such a, a happy place. I'm bumping my, I'm up to a 90. Okay, I'm up to good. a 90. All right, yeah. My rants, they're pretty insignificant. They're diminishing. They are insignificant. They're insignificant rants. 80s, man. Yeah. 80s. But you just bumped up to a 90. I just did. It's on the cusp of the 90s. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. It's a great movie. It really is. Right? Highly recommend. I I respect, if you want to stick with your 88, I respect that. No, 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 no. After talking about, like, I legit got warm and fuzzies talking about the ending of this movie. Okay. Like, I I want to bump two points up. Hey, 10% rant is is minuscule compared to some of the things we've watched for this this, uh, show. And... I would recommend watching Beetlejuice at any time, but it's so good for Halloween. It is great for Halloween. It's, it's really good for Halloween. Yeah. All right. Do you have any big questions? I have Beetlejuice? a few big questions. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> Hope you can give me BQs. some... Big Q's. Big A's for my big Q's. Spooky big Q's. Spooky. Um, okay. <laughs> Was there a reason hey, babe. Beetlejuice and the snake on Saturn mm-hmm. had the same design aesthetic? I think, I think uh, that's a good observation. The stripes. Yeah, the, I mean the the snake yeah. looked like beetle. I was led to believe that maybe in an earlier draft of the script, mm-hmm. or through editing, Beetlejuice was supposed to be the snake. Yeah, and at at one point in the movie. I think Lydia says to him, or um, or maybe Brenda, like, like you're the snake. Someone says to him, like, you're the snake. Like he had been a snake at some oh, point. Oh, because he 
he um when the Maitlands have him show up, he attacks oh, the Dietzes right, as, right, as the banister snake. turns right, into banister him as a snake. snake. Never mind. So she, they're talking about that. But I like the connection you're making here with the the visual motif. Yeah, uh, between I mean, it, Beetle, it is the, Mr. Juice. The the snake's face is mm-hmm. the same like color palette of like the pale white and the greens and the black. Yeah, and he wears the striped. Yes, especially the stripes. The stripes. I mean, when you look at this, is going to tie to one of my big questions. Sure. My 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 big question is what's what was Beetlejuice's end game? Like, what was his legit end game here? Um, <sighs> but that's tied to yeah. where did he come where from? Where did he Who come is from? He? Who? Because let's look at what we know. It he was the apprentice of Juno. Of Juno. She acknowledges yes. that. So she he at one point had been the apprentice. Yes. Okay. He's also been dead for a very, very long, long time, time because he references like the plague. Yes. Uh, in these really fast, quick yes. things. Um, he has been married. Yep. Because he has a finger. He has a finger with a ring on it. With a ring on it. But he is unlike all the other dead things we see because he, he has his own look. Right. Whereas everyone else looks as they do when when, when they, they died. died um and so where and he is like this like gangrenous moss colored yeah he looks like um he doesn't look like a freshly killed person he no. looks like a corpse after some time right uh he he looks as though he was buried alive yeah well he's annoying so yeah. maybe he was um and he turned to a snake maybe but he can't because he gets eaten by the snake at the end. He gets eaten so by the snake So he's definitely the end. not the snake. But I agree they're somehow related. They, right? Yeah. Or, see, now we're getting dangerously close to, like, a backstory. And I don't right. want to, like, give him a backstory. I know, right? But I'm willing to hypothesize that, like... No, I'm not willing to hypothesize. Okay. He, I mean, he is a mystery. And like I said with my question, like, what was his endgame? Why did he, he seems need to, to be, marry Lydia? He seems to be, like, somehow under a governor. Okay. Like, even once you say his name, yeah, he is, like, still somehow restricted. Yes. And if, if he... He is somehow restrained. This... He, he feels very much like a genie yes. in Aladdin. Yeah, there are rules associated with. There him. are a lot of like you have to say his name three times. Yes. You he he. You have to like he agree can only to be, his you help. Have to be, uh, yes, you have there to has, agree a to his help. Consent. Even after you say his name, you have to agree to his. You have to, he ha, you have to agree to take his help. And you can all you, you can still control him. You can still you can control him. him. You can send him back. And it seems like until he is wedded. He's still bound yeah, by rules. And once that like, happens, he is unchained. And that is that is purely us speculating based on it, clues in the movie. But it seems like it, it's a scenario that, like, who would ever agree to marry him? Yeah. Except someone who is desperate, desperate. for his help. And I agree. That's how it comes off to me, that he has somehow it, it been seems, almost, like, yeah. imprisoned. Like, his powers it, have and been And why imprisoned. was he buried in their model? Like, why is that where his grave was? Yeah, I don't know. And how did he get out of it to do the TV commercial? And then why was he stuck back in it? I don't know. No, I think the TV commercial was filmed in the graveyard. In the in the model graveyard. Right, but 
they have to dig him up at one point. They do, yeah. He was out of his grave. Yeah. Um, but I he feel appeared like them, before that. I feel like the, them digging him up was, was ceremonial like symbolism yeah. Yeah, of obtaining his power, his right. health. Um, he was also so much more perverted than I remembered him being as a child. Yes. Holy shit. Holy, was he perverted? This movie could have easily fallen into, like, I think when you suggested that we do this, I was like, oh, here we go. We're going to see like a 30 year old Michael Keaton creeping on a 17 year old Winona Ryder. Yeah. And yes, that's part of it. Yeah, that's but, part of it. But it's... But he's creeping on everybody. He's creeping on everybody, and... He's just a creep. He is, and it's... So often there's, like, an actor-actress pairing where they're, like, the love interest. Oh, and yeah. it's, like, reciprocal. Oh, yeah. And no. this is never reciprocal. No. And and it's like, no. thank God it's never reciprocal. And again, I think that was a little of the of the residual from the animated series because they were definitely yes, more of a partnership. They were, they were a partnership. Not a romantic partnership, but definitely yeah. more of a friendship. A Calvin and Hobbes. Yeah. A Rick and Morty. Um, And there is just pure disdain. Oh, yeah. She hates. Yes. And it's completely one-sided. And his... guys And his... Uh, desire to wed her is t- utilitarian yes he did like absolutely don't care yeah he, he says that like i don't get i'm not like not hey, attracted to you at all hey, but, yeah hey You're like not my rules just gotta happen yeah you gotta agree to this if you want okay so i'm gonna agree with you we're working up this big a together i'm gonna agree with you he yeah. was somehow cast out of the neither world but there's like nowhere else to go right so he his his main punishment was kind of to like have his powers stripped away stripped or contained away or, or governed. Contain, yeah, governed is a good way to put it. And put all of these impossible conditions on it. Right. How that relates to the snake, though. Long-time listeners, make if a connection. You, if you have a theory, if you know the answer to this, please. I want to know. Let us know. It, I want to know, listen, too. Listen, I'm, I'm not expecting you to know the answer. I'm not expecting there to be an actual written reason why they're I mean, if there is, I would love to hear oh, it. Awesome. But if you yeah. have a if you have a theory, I, I'd love I to hear it. that as well. I want it, and we'll share it. We will on a midstream. Yes. Um. Oh, now I'm just my head is swirling around right? all the possibilities. He was also gross. I liked though that he was perverted because I really looked up to that. You know, I thought that was a strong <laughs> modeled your life after my life. After, After Mr. That, Juice. I just walk around. Hey, babe. Hey. Showtime. I'm the ghost with the most. Um, No, but what I liked about him being a perv was that, like, he was consistent. He was just gross all around. Yeah. And that's a that's a big factor of grossness, too. And, like, so, like, there was no area that was, like, taboo for him. Oh, I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to not eat bugs, or I'm not going to. Correct. I'm not going to defile the graves, or I'm not going to like hit on this woman. Oh, he, yeah. he would do every every despicable thing was open to him. Yep, I like that. That was his shtick. <clears throat> okay, my question. Okay, Th- this is a light. Sure, I have a bigger one, but let's go for a light one because I literally missed it in the movie. So I'm hoping you caught it. Why did <clears throat> Juno say it was a good thing they didn't die in Italy? They died. And then they're, like, complaining about it or, like, trying to work their way through everything. And she goes, oh, you think this is bad? Good thing you didn't die in Italy. And then she says a line after that. And I, I played it back a couple times, and I could not understand what she was saying. 
And guys, it makes great audio, but Shades is <laughs> confuzzled. You know, now that like now that you're saying it, I do remember her saying, "You're lucky you didn't die in Italy." It's in the context of something with it's them. In the context, well, it's in the context of them having driven off the bridge. It's something that's it to do to with do water. With that, or did it have to do with the people moving into their house and taking over? I don't know. Oh, was that like a World War II reference? Maybe. You're lucky you didn't die in Italy. People moving in and taking over. Or yeah. Was there like a stereotype about Italians in the 80s that we just don't know about anymore? It's possible. Longtime listeners, if you know why it was good that... It was in uh, reference to the people moving into their homes and, and taking over. Okay. Remember that happens a lot in Italy? When did uh, when JP2 become the Pope? Oh. 90 sometime? No, 80 sometime. 80 sometime? He was shot in the 80s. Oh, so he was already Pope in the 80s. Okay. 80s was, that a, was that a Pope reference? Was it a Pope reference? I don't know. Because he wasn't Italian. He Maybe? was like the first not Italian Pope in like centuries. Long time listeners, if you know why it was good that they didn't die in the 80s, I mean, in, in, the in, 80s, in, in, in Italy, Italy, let us know. It reminded me though, when I was in Italy many, many years ago. Ugh, um, Sketch loves to drop that he went to Italy. I like to country drop. Yeah, you yeah. do. Um, have I mentioned it before on the podcast? I'm, I'm now thinking about that. I don't know if you mentioned it on the pod, but yeah, you drop it quite a bit. Well, it was a fun time. Yeah. We were in the Coliseum, and our tour guide was talking about just the sheer number of people who were killed in the Coliseum. Sure. There. And he goes, I'll, I'll never forget this. He goes, um, and of course, that means if this were England, it would be haunted. <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, England burn!" Um, but, and then he was like, "But luckily, we have the Pope, the Pope right next to yeah. Um Okay, so if you know the Italy answer, write in. I don't have an answer to that. Here's here's my my real big question though. Otho. Okay. Otho. Everything to do with Otho. <laughs> <laughs> For starters. Was he exercising them at the end? I feel like he was trying to get them to show up, but it it felt to me like an exorcism. So he's reading from the manual. He's reading the, from hand, the manual. The handbook. I think to he's... Like summon them. Reading a summoning spell. Yeah. Just weird that it's in the manual. Well, I think it's summoning them... I think what it's doing is two things yeah it's summoning them mm -hmm. and their bodies mm -hmm. and it's like pulling them into the real world the real world because As they it's making them corporeal again but it doesn't bring them back to life no yeah because you're right it's bringing it's making them corporeal but then they immediately start decaying right because up until this point they have been totally fine average right. human people you would never think they're dead he's using it he uses their Wedding garb. It's like some kind of summoning spell. Yeah, he uses the, uh, Brenda's wedding dress, Alan's tuxedo. He summons them. Were they in? They were upstairs in the attic, and he summons them to the dining room in the their corporeal table, form. Yeah. And, of course, their corporeal form is they're dead. Yeah. So they start to, like, merge with their dead forms. Their form, dead and forms, yeah. And it gets very Burton-esque. Very. Like, very. Like, um, Alan goes to grab her hand. And, and it, like, like, crumbles. Her hand crumbles. Her toes, like, shrivel up. He, no, one of them. One of the two of them tries to say his his jaw falls yeah, off. Jaw, yeah. It was creepy stuff. It was very creepy. Um, and I and I was under the impression at that point that that he was going to like 
by exercising them. Remember they talked about that room for yes, like lost they go, souls? They go to the room of lost souls. So I thought, They've been exercised. I thought from, maybe he was trying to get I, them there. Yeah, I would agree with that. That he, Not intentionally. Not, oh, no, not intentionally. Because he, he was just trying to get them yeah. to show up so they could turn this into like a gimmick. Yes. Yeah. Money-making scheme. But then here's the big question. What happened to him at the end of the movie? Otho? Yeah, because the last thing we see is Beetlejuice changes his clothes. Yeah, it makes him look like Howdy Doody. Was that how, was that Howdy yeah, Doody? Yeah, like a little... And then he runs away. Yeah. That's it. He ran away. That's it? That's it. He just ran away. Yep. Never to be seen again? Was he in the animated series? I don't think so. I don't think so either. No. So he really ran away. He ran away. Yeah. Gone. He was... He finally bit off more than he could chew. Yeah. His big mouth finally... Got him in trouble. Got him in trouble. I'll accept that. He was tampering with powers he just didn't understand? Did not understand. Could not control. He truly did know that as much as interior design. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Man, this is the alterations they made to that house. Oh, my God. Was this the movie? Was this the movie? Or am I confused? Cut this out if I'm confused this with another movie. Wasn't there, like, a joke somewhere about paranormal equals homosexual or something? I'm pretty sure that was in this movie. I... It's in my other notebook, which is upstairs, and I wish I had it. With oh right man, now. I don't know. I don't remember that as like an an Otho reference. It was something like, it was something like, oh, you know, he's really into the paranormal now, and and someone else was like, oh, is that what they're calling it? Like it was oh, like a I little. Think, I think Lydia whip, says whip that to the camera. I think Lydia says that. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think that may. I think that was this movie. Be accurate. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't notice it, but there is a moment when, like, there's a conversation about Otho between Delia and Lydia. Okay. It must have been during that that time. Do you remember Lydia's outfit in the animated series? It's basically the outfit she's wearing when she's writing her suicide note, right? It's like the... A, a little bit. It's, it's like, kind of like the, the schoolgirl outfit, but every, every once in a while she has, like, the veil and the updo. No, she down. has the updo. She does yeah. have the updo. But in the animated series, she she's basically wearing like a black leotard. But she, over it, she's wearing like this red, like shawl poncho-esque thing that has spiderwebs on it. It was just such a good That's visual. That's when she goes to the... When she the, goes to the, the neither world. The neither yeah, world, yeah. yeah. When she's in the real world, she's wearing like the the school... The, Catholic schoolgirl oh, uniform. Sure. I, yeah. I I only saw it recently in the opening. And yeah. In the opening, she's, she's in, like she's the spider web the, red yeah, shawl yeah. thing. Yeah. That was such a cool character design. It was. Yeah. And that's just an aside. And Beetlejuice. Uh, it's gross. Yeah, but he looks uh, less like Michael Keaton and yes. more like. Um, Bobcat Goldthwait. A cross between Bobcat Goldthwait and um, Gary Busey's son. Who's Gary Busey's son? Uh, he, he was in the most recent season of Stranger Things. Oh. Jake Busey? Jake Busey. Guys, he, wow. am I knocking your socks off? He looks like a... Com- it's a he's a cross between Bobcat Goldthwait and Jake Busey. Yeah. And do you know who... Like, do you know who I'm referencing in Stranger Things? Yeah. He was kept calling her Nancy Drew. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. like... His, no, I know who you mean, yeah. Because yeah, he's obviously a Busey. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he looks very it's like Busey. a cross... Yeah, that's... And he's always wearing the, the striped suit. Yes. And everything about him is striped. Like, when he screams, right. like, his tongue is striped. striped yeah. And, He's just so fucking gross. He is. Gross. Any more big questions? Uh, sure. Just this one. I don't know if it's a big question, but like, uh, why did why did they send Lydia to an all-girls school? 
Why do they send Lydia to... Well, I guess the Maitlands do, right? Because yeah. they're kind of parenting. That's a good question. I never... It never really crossed my mind. Um... God, I didn't even notice it was an all-girls school. Yeah, it's an all-girls school. No, maybe it's for just a town that small. Best you know what I in mean? The area, maybe it seems like it's a small. T- there were also small, a shocking number of children coming out of that small school. town, Connecticut. Um, it almost, you know what, with the uniforms and everything, it almost felt to me very um, like uh, like a like a border school to me. Oh, you mean a boarding school? boarding school? Yeah, like. Uh, but she clearly doesn't the live affluent. there. No, no, because she gets to go home because she's, yeah. she's 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 close. She's a townie. Um, she's a townie. So it, it kind of had that feel to me, I guess, okay. when the kids let, let out. Boarding school? That, like, it's that. a boarding school, but, like, I don't know, some of the town kids can opt in if they want. Sure. Cause she she rode her bike, right? She did ride yeah, her so bike. so she's very close yep. to it. She looked happier, too. She looked very happy. Yeah. But she hasn't lost that aspect of herself that lets her see the Maitlands. The uh, the macabre, yeah, the, the part of her yeah. soul, which is the. You least... think it's from uh, her, you know, her, you think her mom, some tragedy befell her mom. Yes, and that's that's yes. where she's that I read that a lot from yeah. Lydia that something tragic happened to her mom, and that's what brought her to the ability the, to the see edge. the Maitlands. Yeah, to be to be able to see into the. That's what drove her to the. The the the, yeah. the cusp that she's at, yeah. I definitely read that into the into the movie. Cool. And Julia's just crazy. Yeah. Batshit crazy. Yeah. Batshit crazy. I have no more big questions. And that's Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. See, we said it together so that it cancels, it out. cancels each other out. Um, and that brings us to Shades of Sketch Recommendations. Spooky recommendations. Sketch, what are you recommending? I will say, when they put the sheets on, and they're like, ooh. Yeah. That was priceless. You know what I mean, though? Like, that should have been the first. That should have been the go-to. That should have where they started with, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Very strange journey they took. Uh... Oh, they didn't see me ripping off faces. I'll put on these designer sheets. Yeah. Anywho, my recommendation, guys, is uh, Good Eats, The Return. Guys, the Good return Eats. Good Eats. We have been promised it for, I want to say, over a year oh, now. Oh, man. I think we um, talked about this in our Comic-Con 2017. Yeah, it was. Oh, yeah. We definitely talked about it early in like, the podcast. In, yeah, we did an emergency geek out about um, it. I don't know what happened. I would love to find out what happened. Eventually, we got Good Eats Reloaded, which yes. was um, some of the classic episodes of Good Eats with updates, all, updates to recipes, updates to you know science that might have been updated over time. But starting in uh, the very end of August of this year, we started getting brand new Good Eats. Good Eats: The Return. If you were worried that the, I think it was a fifteen-year gap, maybe a little less. If you're worried that it was going to lose something, don't nope. worry. It is as true to form as wow. ever. Uh, it's it's just marvelous. And I'm doing it for the Halloween episode because there is an episode on Icebox Cake. I love Icebox Cake, for starters. You are a, a proponent of the Icebox Cake. I do. I love Icebox Cake. But there's an episode on Icebox Cake. 
And in this episode, Alton calls upon the assistance of a clown. And the clown that he gets <laughs> is one of the most disturbing oh, no. clowns I've seen on television. Wow. It's it's legit creepy. Wow. And it's not a Halloween episode or anything. I am, it's I am just in the, unsettling. I am in the clowns are creepy camp. Yeah. I am not a fan of clowns. I'm not. I mean. I have had a recurring dream about oh clowns. Oh, boy. Like terrifying clowns. Oh, boy since like the age of seven wow still every, having those every so often i get an update we should look up what those mean sure long time listeners, listeners if you know what right in clowns in your dreams mean um let us know should i tell should i say my reoccurring themes and dreams sure see if we'll get some answers to this sure okay so shades is, is clowns. clowns that's like your scary creepy dream that's my scare i'm not you know i'm less scared now yeah yeah but, like, but yeah. in the dream Oh, yeah. It's unsettling. It's always unsettling. Kidnapped by a clown. Okay. My, guys, did you think we were going to be unpacking our dreams in this episode? (laughs) My reoccurring one, which I'll still have from time to time, and from what I've read online, very common, my teeth fall out. Oh, yeah. I hate that dream. I, I, yeah, at different points in my life, I've had those. It's supposed to symbolize, like, like change. Yeah, Like, not not being happy with change. Or or, uh, confidence. But I've, or appearance. I've had it at, static points in my life where yeah. I'm not undergoing a lot of change. So if you if you if you have heard any other theories, um as a kid in my dreams I used to run like an animal a lot on all fours. Oh yeah. Those dreams were awesome. Yeah. It was always for good reasons. Yeah, it, I sure. was never like running from a clown. Yeah. <laughs> Who would do that in their yeah, dreams? Oh yeah. <laughs> Babe. Um yeah. Good eats. Wrapping it right back around. <laughs> good eats the return. Oh boy. Um, I am going to, are you looking it up? I'm looking up the clown so clowns, I can show it to you. Sure. Um, hoping to trigger a new one tonight? No, no, yeah. you'll like this clown. Okay. Um, uh, my recommendation is, um, I've recommended a book by yeah. this author before, uh, it's previous work. I'm going to recommend Edgar Cantero's The Supernatural Enhancements. And, um, in the supernatural enhancements, we are uh, introduced to a 23-year-old uh, young man from England and his um, his companion, Neve, uh, who is a mute mm. punk Irish uh, girl who's like his... Uh, his protector and companion. Okay. They, they don't have a romantic relationship. They're, they're just companions. And uh, A is notified that his uncle in America has, has passed and left him his house, Axton House. Where is it? In, in Virginia. Oh, okay. That's and A deep. and Neve leave for the States and they take up residency in Axton House where, uh, where events begin to unfold that uh, warp and twist and torment uh, the two. And uh, their their journey to survive the events unfolding at Axton House, mm. and it's uh, you know I I just love uh, Edgar Cantero's storytelling and world building and and character development. It's another uh, instance where I would I would love to know what happens to these characters after the events of the supernatural enhancements uh, or the characters in this world. Um, and yeah, big recommendation. Awesome. Uh, I, I would say my, my new favorite author. Wow. Yeah. 
So I'm excited to uh, read more things uh, from him. I don't think I have a favorite author. That's okay. Reading for chumps. Reading for chumps. That's what you say, yeah. I do say that all the time. I don't mean it, but I say it all the time. It's fun to say. My nephews uh, think it's hilarious when I say that. Their their parents, not so much. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, oh. What do you, you read? Like, uh, what's that book? Readings for chumps. Yeah, and their literacy grades have plummeted, correct? Yeah. Oh, like horrific. Yeah, but they don't know. They can't read and, the grades. Yeah, it so, doesn't matter. It's perfect. It's, it's okay. Readings for chumps. Yeah. Yeah. Children's Corner with Shades. Yeah. Perfect. I can't find a picture of a clown, so I'm going to screen okay. cap it at home because I have it saved <laughs> um, on my TiVo because I want to make that icebox cake. And um, it's a disturbing clown. So there's some creepy crawlies for you guys. Yeah. Creepy crawly recommendations Spooky. for you. Spooky. I, I, I have one, I'll just end, I have one memory of Beetlejuice from the, the animated series, and it's an episode where they open a, 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 a clothing store mm-hmm. in the netherworld. Okay. And uh, it's... It, Lydia and Beetlejuice, and it's called the Spooky Boutique. Ooh, I like and that. I, I, there was a jingle associated with it, oh. and the only words in the jingle were "Shop till you drop at the Spooky Boutique," oh. and it just played over and over. And like people who came into the store would like be befalled by horrors. Ooh, ooh! But it was in the Nether. It was in the Nether, and I just. Ooh. That's the only memory of the cartoon that I have without I having they, looked at it. There was a reoccurring character of like a skeleton, I remember. I honestly couldn't tell you. But I think he was like a bodybuilder, and that was like funny. A bodybuilder skeleton? Yeah, get it? Because like he yeah. can't actually work can't, on his muscles. Right. I don't remember that character. These are the, you know what? Let's refresh our memories and touch back on it in our midstream. It's sure. Let's see if we let's can find what, some episodes. Yeah, yeah let's, see what, let's, uh, let's see what's out there. Spooky. Spooky. Guys, happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Our third Halloween episode. From your favorite trick and treat. <laughs> uh, if you would like to get in touch with us, you can email us at go with shades and sketch at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to get your questions. Uh, we typically record our midstreams on a Thursday. So try and get your questions in before Thursdays. Yeah, that'd be great. So we can actually, so we can respond to them in time. Or, but, but if you don't, we'll still get to them. We'll still get to them. Yeah, we we have yet to not answer a question. Yes, or 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 a write-in. Like, yeah. we have a good track record. We we do of that. Sometimes it just takes. It takes a little while, depending yeah. on when we get the uh, when the old when when the old mailbag comes in. Yeah. yeah. Sketch worlds. Can people get in touch with us? Uh, you could find us on Facebook. Uh, just search Geeking Out with Shades and Sketch. You can tweet us at Go with Shades and Sketch. Or if you'd like to talk directly to Sketch, you can find him at Go for Sketch. And if you'd like to talk directly to Shades, you can say something historically inaccurate three times and he will appear. <laughs> <laughs> or is, you can tweet him at Go for that Shades. Is, that is pretty much a true statement yeah, at this you point. You don't have to make it to three. You don't have to make it to three. No. Um, where else can they find us? You can. You can uh, find us on our Patreon at patreon.com slash shades and sketch. We got all sorts of goodies. Yeah. No tricks there. None. All treats. Uh, exclusive episodes, exclusive artwork, exclusive content. 
polls. You get to, you get to weigh in on our uh, on our upcoming episodes. Yeah, oftentimes, and uh, you can support the show for as little as one dollar, and, and we'd we appreciate certainly it. Certainly appreciate that. And uh, sketch, you gonna take anything from this episode? I am gonna take what I think is the most useful thing. Okay. The uh, the handbook for the recently deceased. Oh, that you never know when you're gonna need it, but you're gonna need. You're it. eventually gonna need it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so figured, get a head start. Yeah, you know, it's one of those things. It's like if you're reading it when you need it, it's already late. You know what I mean? Yeah, I might as well have a little base knowledge going into this. There, sure, because time makes sense. time acts it's, all, it's all wibbly weird. wobbly. Yeah, all weird in the neither. Yeah. Yeah. It is wibbly wobbly timey wimey. Yep. Yep. So. To borrow a phrase. That's what I'm bringing. Shades, you taking anything with you? I'm taking this model of the town. It's a great it's model. It's a great little model of East Corinth, Vermont, aka Winter. S- yeah, winter something. Winter. Winter Christ? Heights? Winter Falls? Winter Falls? Winter Falls. Winter something, Connecticut. I think it's Winter Falls, Connecticut. You know what was a nice touch? A nice, a nice, a nice eye for detail. Is that the moving truck that they use is actually from Connecticut? Is it really with an actual Connecticut number and an actual Connecticut town on it? Wow! But they filmed it all in Vermont. In Vermont, I That's noticed that impressive. right away because the first thing I noticed was the area code. Because right. we've talked about numbers yes. before, like phone numbers, right? Uh, and I noticed the area code, well, and I'm real like, area code. "That's a real area code in Connecticut, and this takes place in was Connecticut." Is it a real phone number? I didn't actually call it. I mean, I suppose I could. Was it not a five five five? Uh, it was not a five five five. Let's call it. See what happens. Okay, it's and let's ask for the moving company. Yeah, that'd be a. That, we'll update you on the mystery. We'll have to update you guys on that one. Yeah, because uh, right now I think they're closed. Yeah, because it's Halloween. Spooky. I love Halloween episodes. <laughs> it's a good time. Yeah, it's a good time. Thanks for potting with me, Sketch. As always, and thanks for spending this All Hallows Eve with me. Yeah, and You're you too, longtime listeners. I hope we've. Kept you company while you've trick or treated. Hey, don't eat too much candy. But don't You'll egg, regret it in the morning. Don't egg any houses. Yeah, those those are better served in omelets. Yes, and frittatas. Ooh, yeah. So that's and, uh, and big, ap- big apple pancakes. Oh, I love autumn. Oh, autumn has yeah. the best food. It does. I love barbecue, so summer's like great. But autumn has like the best flavor combinations. Hot chocolates. Yeah. Hot apple cider. Fresh apples from the orchard. Apple turnovers. Oh my god, guys, guys. We'll We'll see see you next time. time.